0: Worth in Chicago and bringing the industry the league and all that stuff, let's just put a number on it. He said if it was one billion dollars of revenue that he made, and he brought up everybody he said had he did that in New York or LA, that shit would have been two or three billion. He said because the market is greater. He was just that great to bring Chicago a low middle market and make it relevant. He said LeBron He said LeBron Cleveland LeBron Miami If he he would have did this at the beginning, all his championships would have been in L.A. or New York. He's in the end of his career. And look how much his money has grown just being in L.A. Just imagine if all 17 of these years was there. And that's what, markets do matter. They talking about, no, your boy Giannis is over there in Milwaukee, he making it. Giannis is cold, he making money, he got a couple of commercials. But guess what, if he had this shit in a big market, you ain't never seen AD in a commercial to win. <laughs>
1: that's true.
0: Until he came here. Hey, your money is bigger in these bigger markets. You know. Well, so, so Jordan probably would have been three billionaire by, by now. Because it's just magnified by that's why they say Kobe made so much money. A lot of it has to. Kobe and Duncan virtually had the same type of successful career in basketball. Five time champion. You know. But that game
1: ain't nowhere near as much money as COVID. And that's the market. Open run with quarantine, BTG, once again. So I had a podcast. Well, I was a part of a podcast earlier. Uh, shout out to the WST Podcast. my podcast, Brothers, that's up north right now in Portland, if I'm not mistaken. Um, And they had a guest from the East Coast. Uh I'm gonna say I know I remember his first name is David, and he has a sports group called Simply Basketball on Facebook. Um and he said it's a very knowledgeable group. And 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 I I will uh I'm not going to completely vouch for it because I'm not a part of the um I'm not a part of the actual group yet, but from his knowledge alone of the game and the way he spoke on certain players and certain teams, et cetera, et cetera. Let's me know that um, I can vouch for. So one of the topics, and I'm I'm pretty sure I've talked about this topic before, probably not in depth because there's so many ways you could talk about this topic and there's so many things that you could bring up and this is stuff that's going to be continued to talk about forever because it's being talked about now and I'm 37 years old Um. And that is, does rings matter? And we talked about it as far as uh, from the basketball standpoint, you know, because when you bring up the greats, everybody's going to bring up MJ, Kobe, LeBron, uh, Kareem has to be thrown in there and, and Bill Russell, of course. So when you talk about like those five players that could possibly lead the or, or be the face of the league overall. Uh, that's a lot of rings between those guys. You know what I mean? And one thing that we never did do was settle a criteria on how these rings matter, the other trophies that's involved, the other accolades, um, and so on and so on, you know, all star appearances, um, you know, individual stat leaders, et cetera. You know, where do you rank amongst the greats? And, I believe rings solidify you in a certain spot. You know, where that spot is, I don't know. Does it land you in the top 20? Does it land you in the 15 automatically? Like you don't get pushed out of that? Because we all know cats like Carl Malone, Dan Marino. These were, you know, and shit, it's, uh, hopefully it's not Kershaw. <laughs> you know what I mean? Hopefully, Hopefully that's not the case. But when you talk about these, Dominant figures You know what I mean uh, And some of these some of these cats Wasn't as dominant as the grace That I just spoke of But some of these cats were just as good uh, And in that class They just couldn't dominate Or they just didn't take over Or it just didn't happen You know during that time Against that other superstar We know going up against MJ There was a lot of uh, Hall of Famers That he did stop on way to get to the ring. You know, a couple of those cats was on the East. Well, a lot of those cats was in the Eastern Conference. And there was just a few, you know, um, when it came to, uh, the, the, the Western teams. You know what I'm saying? It was more Eastern teams than Western teams because he stopped Utah. He stopped my Lakers at one point. The Sonics, uh, the, the Suns. But then on the East Coast, you know, he had the Pacers. He had Miami. He had New York. He had the Hornets. Like, he had cats all over the place that he stopped. And then when you, when you, you want to throw Kobe in there, he stopped Sacramento. He stopped Portland. He also stopped Utah, San Antonio, you know, the Phoenix Suns. And then on the East Coast, he did stop Boston, which we give him a lot of credit for. Um, there was a Nets team throwing in there. There was a Pacers team thrown in there. So, you know, there was, and he, and we got eliminated by one of the top Eastern teams in 2004 in the Detroit Pistons, but, my point is, you know, and Bron brought a, a, a championship back to Cleveland. He brought a championship back to Cleveland. He revived, uh, along with Wade and Bosch, uh, Miami. He took down a Golden State team, which will arguably go down as one of the best teams that the, 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 the league has ever seen. So when we talk about, um, when we talk about these, these rings, and we talk about um how important they are does it hold weight you know what i mean and i think it does i think it does hold weight i think um i think you got to you you got to factor in the moment you got to factor in the time you got to factor in the accomplishment you got to factor in the journey and i understand that there's a lot of, uh, what do you say? There's a lot of, there's a lot of role players that get mixed and mingled because no superstar ever has won a champion, you know, has won a championship by himself. The one that comes close, <sighs> there's one player that comes close to actually dominating uh, and actually winning the championship damn near by himself. But even then, his, his, his teammates had their moments and had their roles, and that was Kawhi with Toronto. Um, because Toronto can possibly never see, not just, let alone win a championship. They might not even get back to the finals for a very long time. Well, I mean, a lot. We don't know. You know what I'm saying? We're not reading the cards, and we don't know guys' plan. <laughs> Shout out to Drake, but. You know, unless they get another dominant figure that can go over there and pull off what Kawhi did, I'm not sure if they ever sniff that again. Um, but the rings do matter. And and the rings matter for a Hall of Fame and for barbershop purposes only. Because at the end of the day, when you're a real basketball fr- uh, fan, you know who Robert Orr is, you know? Very important piece. Very important piece. You know who... Um, You know who Ray Allen is. So you know who, I'm sorry, the the motion light just went off and it looks spooky as shit shit outside. Anyhow, um, yeah, um, those players matter. But I think the criteria has to start with what did that player actually do? You know what I mean? Did that player actually dominate in the series? Did that player actually matter? Of course, all of them did. When it comes to Bron, Kobe, MJ, you know, they mattered. You know, I believe the bulk of the... Like, if you have a lot of championships, it helps your argument. But at the same time, we still know the difference between a Duncan and a Dirk. I think that Dirk is a better player than Duncan. I think Duncan um I think Duncan is a great player, but I like Dirk's style of play. So let me rephrase that. He may not be better than Duncan overall, but I like his style overall. And the way and the way they beat Braun and that Miami squad compared to and the Spurs has stopped Braun before. You know what I mean and then you it's a lot of things that you got to measure in like the coach. You know and, and and in some cases we can look we can look at this as an excuse. So when you look at when you look at Kobe and Shaq and then you look at Jordan and Pippen they can lose some credit by being next to or being attached to Phil Jackson. Whereas uh and and, and so and so I would say Along with, along with um, San Antonio Spurs, um, Duncan, Ginobili, Tony Parker, they are attached to Pop's and his legacy. And it was a different style of different style of play. There was no quote unquote superstar or megastar on the team, but there were star players. That carried that franchise with a hell of role players and a great on the court strategy. Half court strategy, defensive strategy. Shout out to Bruce Bowen. You know what I mean? So with Duncan having, you know, same amount of rings as Kobe, I don't think we we know unless you just don't like Kobe. We know Kobe five rings holds a higher value than Duncan five rings. Why? Well, in some cases, Spurs fans and even just our non-Laker fans will say Pop is equal or even better than Phil Jackson. And both are historical coaches. So you can put 1A, 1B, or you can call them even if you want to. I will say the criteria needs to be set on who you played and what you did. The Spurs went up against some some great teams in the finals. They did, you know. I remember that finals against the Knicks, you know, and they was, you know, the Knicks was a layup or a putback, you know, away from, you know, and it was now you know, some some people low key discredit that one because that was a lockout championship. You know? So didn't play as many, you know, but this is gonna be considered a a quote unquote Oh shit, scared the hell out of me. A quote unquote um lockout. Why the hell are they I'm sorry, the house behind me has their flashlights. And that's creepy as hell. Um, anyhow. Um, where was I at before I got scared as shit? Uh the Duncan Spurs lockout. Yeah, so this would be considered a lockout as well, which I believe is one of the best. Mm, I would say the best um The best time to start the league. I mean, that's a whole nother. It's a it's a whole nother uh, argument or topic. But you know, starting the league back up in the summer, I believe starting it in the summer would do- would be dope. <clears throat> you know, but by the grace of God, if um, you know, this shit dies down and they're able to play again, um. You know, basketball would resume in, what, August maybe? And I think, you know, that'd be dope, but it would be considered a short season if they start, you know, if they start from the playoffs. You know, if they say, forget it, we're not going to finish out the regular season, whoever's in that seventh and eighth spot, that's just who it's going to be. I'm sorry for the ninth and 10th and 11th team that was probably fighting or jockeying for position but it is what it is so we couldn't have a short season which was around 60 some games right um my thing is once you get to the playoffs that's what it is you know if if the season was short i don't care if they played 17 games well it actually does matter because injuries play a factor uh a factor fatigue plays a factor um and and so on um so with that being said that plays a factor, but if there's an even playing field and catches healthy, everybody is healthy, then okay. um, I got my Lakers winning, and I'm pretty sure if we do win the title, they're going to say, well, it was because, you know, the time off, et cetera, et cetera. Look, at the end of the day, I want to get back to the res- original topic and that if re- – it that is if rings matter, and it absolutely does. You know, it just depends on the player and what the player did at the end of the day, you know. Um in football it's a little bit different. Actually in football and, and baseball, it's a little bit different because you know, even though um technically you can play both sides, you know, you can play both sides. In football is very rare. You know, the last time I seen an offensive player and a football and a defensive player, or well, a, a offensive player play both sides was my Raiders a couple of seasons ago. If it was, it was like maybe about two seasons ago, we had a DB that played both. Um, he played both DB and running back. I forgot his name. Well, he's, I don't even think he's on the team anymore. I'm i am sad. I usually know my players whether they had a huge role or not, but at one point we did have a cat that was listed as a DB and as a running back. I know because I had picked him up on fantasy. Uh, you know, a little cheat thing. Anyhow, it's not normal for a player to go both ways in the league. In college, it's a little bit more acceptable, but... Uh, And even then they don't really do that because I remember Miles Jack for UCLA played running back and was a linebacker. Um, But when you get to the league, you know, and you're worth a lot of money, they're not trying to risk, you know, you getting burnt out or whatever. Um, And in baseball, you know, that's typical for a cat to, you know, play offense and defense. Um, But it's still dependent on a lot more players. Where on the basketball court, you just got to depend on those other four players that's with you right now and maybe two or three cats off that bench in the playoffs. You know, whereas football, that offense got to sit on the side and watch 11 other players defend those points. You know what I mean? Same with baseball. Those nine players got to defend those points. You know, and, and the most important person is the pitcher, is the quarterback. And in basketball, I mean, the point guard is important, but not as important as the superstar. So if your superstar is the point guard, and there you have it. But if you got a LeBron James or you got a Kobe, you know what I'm saying? That's the two guard and the three spot. Those are the most important pieces. And, you know, they have less to worry about, you know, because the bulk of their their actions and talent is going to determine uh, at least – Half or more than half of the scoring. Whereas in football, you got to depend on that offense to put up points or vice versa. You got to depend on that football. I mean, that defense to stop, uh, to stop the ball and possibly put up points. Um, so it's a little bit rough to, to, to judge the, to judge it by, uh, by those two sports, but yet and still, it's still about the performance. You know, and I know you can't help who you play. You just can't. It's not your fault. You know what I'm saying? If you're a high-powered offense and you was ranked number one, you know, ranked in the top five and your defense was ranked in the top ten, then you're pretty much a balanced, dominant team. But if a a Cinderella team make it to the playoffs, uh, you know, to the wild card, and they get there and their defense is like number, you know, 19, and their offense is number 14, and they just so happen to get hot, and they get to the championship on some Cinderella shit, well, you can't help that. You still got to win that ring because if they end up winning, then it hurts twice as much. Because it's like you lost to a team that you was projected to win. Vegas had you, you know, minus eight. You know what I'm saying? You end up losing by three. So... At the end of the day, this is what, this is how we separate our legends from our Hall of Famers, from our great players, from our good players. You know, it definitely rings. You know, when it comes to certain players like Carmelo Anthony, uh, Chris Paul, these is cats that's been in the league for a very long time. At one point was the leader of their squads end up being either solid role players. Or just in Carmelo has any, uh terms, just a you know, just a fill in, you know, and and God bless, you, he's back in the league, buddy, and he came in ripping up shit. But at one point, we looked at Carmelo as one of the faces of the league. You know, Chris Paul at one point was one of the top three, four, or five guards in the league, um, and for them. To not share, well, for them not to have a ring between, between the two is like, you ask yourself, where did it go wrong? Or what didn't go right? And I, I remember, you know, he tried. You know, Well, I ain't going to say he tried, but he was part of an effort when uh, Chris Paul was actually traded for... And to go to the Lakers, but that got vetoed because we already know why. Melo had the chance to go to Chicago, where that team was dominant, but he wanted to be the guy. And at the Rose, there at the time, Derrick Rose was the guy, and he chose New York, that had a lot of bread over there. Um, the thing is, they are great players, and will and where will they rank when they retire? I think Chris Paul will end up somewhere in the top ten. As of right now, I mean, I have to go through that point guard list, but he's not. Chris Paul is not a guy that I'm saying, oh, yeah, he's a shoe in top 10 right now. No, no. That Steph Curry nigga came out of nowhere and took a spot in that top 10. I'm not saying Curry is top five. And even some cats got Curry at the number in like the top three spot and they got a they got a fair argument because he do got 3 rings and 2 MVPs one unanimous and he's about he shattered every 3 point record there is and i'm pretty sure if he end up being a pedestrian shooter then he can end up climbing that points list so at that point you know you can't really deny him you know um <sighs> the criteria start to the, the criteria start to um, thicken up when we start talking about, well, who's a pure point guard? Um, the same with uh, Carmelo Anthony position. He's a swing man, but he's not, he's not the one to slash. He's not a slasher. He's more of a shooter. He's a ball dominant type of guy. But can you win around him? You know what I mean? I'm pretty sure he's going to climb in a points list. But outside of that, He just got medals in the Olympics, you know? Um, We got to start talking about that. I feel like these cats deserve rings. And, you know, we understand about the contracts. We understand about the mountain, you know, the situation, the errors where, you know, certain cats couldn't get moved at one point and they got happy playing for this particular squad. But I didn't see any playoff hopes, even when Carmelo was the guy up in Denver. He gave L.A. battles. But outside of that, I thought his best chance was to go to Chicago to solidify, I mean, at least to get a, ring, a chance. And I think they had a chance to to actually do something. You know what I mean? Because now, if, if that Chicago team knocks out Ron, now we're talking about Rose and possibly Carmelo both getting the ring. And that means Derrick Rose got to slide somebody over. You know, but you got to look at the Steve Nash. No rings. You know what I mean? But he's one of the top point guards of all time. You got Jason Kidd. Jason Kidd actually got one. You know what I mean? But there's a lot of point guards out there. There's a there's a lot of small forwards. And then there's a lot of bigs who don't have rings. That's solidified. Hall of Famer. Shout out to Pat Ewing. Shout out to Carl Malone. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to Charles Barkley. And Duncan leak-frogged all of them. Dirk leak-frogged all of them. KG is up there. You know what I mean? And that's what I'm saying when I say the rings matter. And it's how Dirk got his ring. Now, you can sit up there and it's going to happen. We're going to discredit KG's ring a little bit. Even though we felt like they earned it, it's because... They were one of those, I wouldn't even call it a super team, but I will call it a well-built, well-built machine. Them cats wasn't young, young. You know what I'm saying? Them cats was towards the end of their career. And when I mean the end of their career, when Ray Allen left, um, Seattle, when he left Seattle, like his whole game changed. And I, and I, and I made fun of Ray a couple of times saying, yeah, like, it, it really seemed like he forgot how to dribble. He just wasn't out there trying to do what he was doing in his, you know, late 20s, early 30s, you know what I'm saying? He wasn't trying to get down like that. He was comfortable with finding his spot, maybe two dribbles, a floater, you know what I'm saying, a little quick little fadeaway or something like that. But he was <clears throat> he was comfortable with, surround. you know, being around that perimeter and knocking them down. That was his game. Um so he, he and he got him a couple of rings. And I think that's what needed to happen for Carmelo. You know, I know Steve Nash at one point played for the Lakers. You know, um but it does hurt their legacy a bit that they don't have those rings. You know, now when you start talking about the head honchos at the table that's a different story if you want to play musical chairs. I personally don't have um, MJ as, no, as the best player ever. I believe that he is the number one player that changed the game first. You know what I mean? He actually changed the game first. The baggy shorts, the bubble gum, the commercial, space jam. You know what I'm saying? The attitude. He was like the prototype shooting guard. 6'6. Six, you know what I'm saying? 20, what, what was t- Jordan, 215, 220? Maybe a little bit bigger? You know what I mean? And it, just his stature alone just said shooting guard. You know, you had Kobe coming along. Maybe, a, you know, an inch taller. You know what I'm saying? Same body built. You know what I'm saying? Maybe not as strong as MJ, but his hunger was just crazy. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, I, you know, just... When you talk about the legends, man, we know Jordan got six rings. We know Kobe got five. You know Bron is st- Bron has been stuck at three for the longest. Um, of course, you know Bill Russell. He was sipping champagne eleven out of thirteen seasons. Um, Kareem had six as well, and I believe how you win the six. I believe who you win the six with, and and who you played against. And he was a dominant figure. I don't know if someone is going to catch him in points. Don't know. And he was, and we can't do this. We got to leave this out of criteria because it's a cheat sheet. Because it'll only factor MJ and Kareem, really. And that is what they did prior to getting to the NBA. We already know how dominant Luau Sr. was in college. We already know MJ at North Carolina. You know, and even Magic was winning championships in middle school. You know, so, but when you talk about LBJ and you talk about Kobe, they skip high school. I mean, I mean, not skip high school, they skip college. Boom, went straight to the pros. So we can't do that because they're, on one argument, they can say they was too good for college. And on the other end, you can say, well, these cats, these other cats have been winning since they were in, uh, middle school or college. I will say this. At the end of the day, I don't think there will ever be a number one spot. But I think the players around the number one spot will always be there. I hate to see people talk about Zion being one of the greats already. And when I mean one of the greats, of course, salute to the young cat If his journey is on his way to being a great Hall of Famer. But I'm talking talking about as far as putting him with the greats of all time. And, you know, the upper echelon cats, the LBJs, the Kobe's, the MJs, the Kareems. It's got to stop. You know what I mean? This man hasn't even been to the postseason yet, hasn't played a full season yet and i get it what he has shown what he has shown thus far has shown not even pure dominance he's just shown at times he can take over his strength his athleticism um and that's all we've seen right now because we haven't seen anybody that that has actually um you know locked down the situ- you know his situation And that's cool, but I don't see, I don't see it. You know, I'm not going to lie to you. Um, Early on, i seen LBJ in high school. I've also seen Kobe, you know, come off the bench and I've seen it, you know, and I watched MJ career. Zion, I just see athleticism, strength, and that's cool, but... Again, hasn't even made the playoff yet, has no jewelry on him. So, yes, again, I'm going back to the rings. If there's no rings, there's not much to talk about. There's killers out there. Don't get me wrong. I mean, we got a lot of, we got the Tracy McGrady's. We got a lot of different type of killers out there. Ron Harper, before his knees, was a major killer. Now, word on the street from my big homies was that Ryan Harper was one cat Jordan didn't want problems with. But, you know, that's, that's not my era. You know, I didn't catch Ryan Harper until he got to the Bulls. And, you know, I like his, his, his Clippers journey. I'm, I was, I'm a kid. You know what I'm saying? I caught the Bulls and I caught the, you know, the Lakers. But outside of that, nah, man. Nah, but what I from what I've heard, that nigga was a monster. Rod Strickland, golly. You want to talk about a personal favorite? See, and this is where this is what goes back to that top ten. Can I squeeze cats in with no rings? I like Chris Paul. I'm taking I'm taking Penny over Chris Paul. That's no shots. But if you think Chris Paul comes anywhere near Penny Hardaway, nah, it doesn't. Not at all. And I feel like it's a it's a head-to-head battle between him and Rod Strickland. We can go over to Mello. I love Mello, Love Mello, And we already know he's a better player than Robert Ory. Robert Ory put in way more work in the postseason than him. Now, I ain't going to say that. I wouldn't say that. He was more reliable. More reliable. But if you talk about small fours out there, um, now, Towards the end of his career, we just had this little small debate about Reggie Miller, whether he was a three or a two. We know he played both, but the bulk of his career was at two. But Reggie Miller, Reggie Miller was this uh, stone-cold killer. And he carried that Patriots squad. Now, don't get me wrong. Let's get back to it. We know, um, We know you can't do it by yourself completely. But he was the anchor of that team. Like, the Knicks had nightmares about Reggie. Shout out, (laughs) shout out to Spike Lee. He knows what I'm talking about. Spike, hit me up and we, we can, we can do this pod together, baby. We can talk about that pain. But Reggie Miller was a killer. Where do you rank him amongst the top, you know, shooting guards? That point guard list is long. Um, and it's probably the longest list between the point guards and the small fours. That's a long list. The shooting guards, not long of a list at all. Uh, The power forward list, it's not that long. And that center list, mm, that's not that long either. But when it comes to those point guards and those small forwards, it's a lot of rings there, a lot of rings. Um, So does it matter? Yeah, it matters. It matters. But we'll never forget about the cast that, that fought or even struggled trying to get that ring, you know. Um, and hopefully it's not some of the greats in the making today. Like, I love Dame, you know. Um, Dame is just a phenomenal point guard, man. And he's not your traditional point guard, but he's a killer and he's a leader. You know, some of these cats don't even need a position because when, I mean, unless you're unless you're giving them the title based off of height, then he can easily play two positions out of the three, you know? Um, and if we were just to mix the guards up in general between ones and twos, that'd be interesting. That'd be interesting. But, you know, jury has to count. Those rings have to count. Because you're performing at a high level on a stage that not not too many people get to. Some people don't even make it to the finals ever. Some people don't know how it feels to play in a finals, let alone get swept, sweep, or play in a game seven. And that that's where that's where a title holds a lot of even the cast that lost. This is why Karl Malone, this is why Barkley, this is why, you know, certain cats like that are ranked pretty high to me. These cats didn't win, but they at least they got to the finals. You know what I mean? And they were the guy on the finals. They just ran up into some, you know, they ran up against Scotty and the and MJ. You know? The same way, like I said, that Portland team had Scotty, Bonzi Wells, like Steve Smith, Damon Stoudemire, Rasheed Wallace, Sabonis. They had cats. That King squad, you know what I'm saying? Weber, Stoyakovich. you know what I'm saying? Bibby. They had cats. And we stopped them. You know, we stopped them. So... You know, that that Pacer squad, <laughs> you know, that Boston has three Hall of Famers. Stopped him. Well, the, you know, Rondo might make it. So, a Ron, yo, that might be four. And, but the thing is, these teams got there, though. These teams got there. Those San Antonio teams that ran up against Field a couple of times got there. It was battles. It was battles. You know, those those that San Antonio team that lost to Braun. Um, you know, that OKC team that had, you know, three future MVP players. MVP players of the league. They got there though, performed. So we gotta the rings matter, bro. Cause if the rings didn't matter, if the rings didn't matter. Then I don't see how we can even have a debate. I don't see how it's possible to not have the rings matter in the debate. It has to happen now, I do think that the six for six has been overrated been overrated because you haven't been there if you haven't if you only been there six times compared to the other cats that has been there, well, he didn't lose. Well, he didn't get to know other ones. he was getting eliminated before he got to that first one, right? So my thing is, 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 is it, it did, I mean, it just depends. You know, Braun has been to the finals 50, 11 times. We already know Kobe been there seven times. Magic been there, what, nine times? That's a lot of fucking times. You know what I'm saying? I forgot how many years Magic was in the league, but nine of those years he was in the NBA finals and five of them he won. That's a lot. You know, hey, man, it, it it carries some weight. It carries some weight. I'm saying I'm not saying that it's okay to get there and lose and you will still get ranked high. I'm saying that you have to acknowledge those cats, too, because some cats that we sit up here vouching for never been to the Western Conference Finals, never been to the Eastern Conference Finals, or only been there once, never been to the NBA Finals. It's a different spotlight, man. And these cats are human. So they're bound to lose some uh, some, some type of confidence being on the stage they ain't never been on until that ball goes up in the air and that whistle blow. Then them jitters is out, unless you're a stone-cold killer. Can't come across too many of those. So I think one day we'll successfully break down the criteria and rank them. And even then, even if it is somewhat... I would say respected and I would say accepted amongst a lot of people. There will still be other people that don't agree with it. Again, I got Kareem as number one. Half of the world probably has MJ. The death of Kobe has boosted his love and likeness from people that didn't like him before. And his fans are starting to say, well, he was the greatest because he did things a certain way. You know, you can't forget about Bill Russell, but because he played in a black and white era and he played against cast that was the size of the milkman, yet and still, he can't even fit all his rings on his fingers. We've got to have a part two. I'll bring somebody else on and we can sit up here and talk about it. But for now, I'm just going to say rings definitely matter. And um, God bless y'all. Let's get through this quarantine. I forgot which day this was, but yeah, whatever. Overall with BTG, quarantine BTG. I'll see y'all next week. Y'all be safe.